0: Let's crack on folks, that's what Brian's just told me So welcome to another episode of the Nitro podcast today Covering Nitro number 45 uh, back at Disney On 22nd of July 1996 with an attendance of 450 people, not many people at all um, I've seen more in a gangbang to be honest Brian And before <laughs> well before we fire into this episode of WCW Nitro Amongst other things as well we're going to talk about uh, a few other things in the wrestling world today as well just want to check in with my man Brian over there and um, I'm going to lead him into his top rope taste test as well and see what beer he's got so how, how are things over, over there my friend? yeah things are absolutely brilliant right now um, I, I can finally say that any podcast that I've listened to over the
1: last few years have made a Breaking Bad reference I now finally fucking understand them because I've been <laughs> starting I've actually started watching it after years of putting it off uh, because of all the hype and the quite frankly boring pilot because it, it is boring to me um, but he but, gets yeah, an hand job. For his birthday. I mean what's boring about that? Uh, it's just jealousy on my part, mate. Yeah <laughs> <laughs> The the, clo- the closest I get to that is fucking having a hand job on my left hand instead of my right, you know, just think uh, so zing. yeah but, yeah zing on myself, fucking cell phone. <laughs> uh, zing on myself, that's a t shirt. Uh <laughs> But yeah, so uh, and I have been pounding through the uh, the seasons, and towards the end of season three already. And I started on Sunday, I think it were, and we're recording on Friday. So, yeah, absolutely fucking loving that show. It it, it lives up to the hype. I have to say. You know? I'm so glad you're
0: enjoying it. I yeah. really,
1: I'm. I fucking love it. And yeah, honestly, it it's dominated our fucking chats this week. You know, oh, yeah. uh, a little bit of wrestling here. You know. So, this is actually a long con from Mark, by the way, because he's been he's been telling me about this for a few years now. Get get watching Breaking Bad. Get watching Breaking Bad. It's a long con to make this a Breaking Bad con uh, podcast. But what we're going to do is just slowly have a wrestling corner, and the rest of it will just be Breaking Brad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, Breaking Bad. I said Breaking Brad. There's the podcast name. That's the surname. Bradshaw. Straight away. <laughs>
0: brilliant i like that whacka, whacka. Um, to, <laughs> to be fair I, I had to do the same with beth when we when um she was humming, and humming about watching it and i said look i said i'm a massive x-files mark and she was telling me how great lost is and we were talking about what the greatest tv show of all time is um but i it's just hands <laughs> down it's breaking bad breaking bad is the greatest tv show of all time it you know the ending is is you know superb to me you know like endings Game of Thrones, prime example. You, you fucking hell, you just cancelled that entire last season. Yeah. Apart, apart from probably the, the cinematic um, battles, you know, they were pretty cool to look at. But from a storyline perspective, the entire fucking season's a complete whitewash of shit. Um, the X-Files is no better. You know, the last season in that got a bit goofy. Then they brought it back for the, the specials and then they renewed it for another season and everybody fucking died, essentially. Spoiler alert, sorry guys. Um, but at the end of the day, TV shows have that problem. You're not going to find uh, a TV show. I mean... I, I reference Sons of Anarchy as a show that
1: is one of my favourites of all time, and it has that low period in Season 3. And I hear people saying that they actually enjoy Season 3. I'm like, oh, are you fucking kidding me? It's just a... Fa- <laughs> it's so phoned in, it's unbelievable. Even the actors seem bored throughout. Like, mm. all the- just... Making a story arc so they could go to Ireland to acknowledge that they have a Belfast charter. It was literally it, and they had mainly Americans trying, trying and failing to do Irish accents. It was just oh. a, it was piss poor and it really dragged. The end of that season, fucking, mwah, probably the best ending to one to the seasons in general. But for the most of that season, it's just terrible. It's terrible. And again, when you talk about really poor finishes spoiler, guys, Jax does die in the last episode, he dies the way his dad dad does, by getting run over by, uh, by a truck, except this time, he actually just drives into it, he rides into it, sorry, he's on a bike, but he, he rides into it with his arms out, you know, he basically commits suicide, and, you know, we, it, <laughs> the thing is, with Sons of Anarchy, it's a rip-off of Hamlet, it is, you know, just typical typically uh, for his son, Dynamic, and, and, and all that shite, it, it's pretty much the same, it's, and you you just get you get the you get the uh, the same the same ending essentially as what his father did it's you you foreshadow you could foreshadow that in the first fucking season you know, and they yeah. didn't try to try to do anything different which honestly is admirable because you want to stick to your guns and and all that but it was just uh, for me anti climatic yeah but again phenomenal series regardless so far you know breaking bad but I mean that you know. Boring first episode, hand jobs aside. <laughs> That's plural. Um, you know, I have nothing negative to say about it.
0: Yeah, it's just such a a gripping, gripping show. Yeah, I loved it. I'm I'm really glad you're enjoying it. I really am. So we, we I think I've done three run-throughs now, and there's still odd things that I still miss and still pick up in another run-through. Or every, and and on the last one, obviously Beth came along for the ride, and she fucking loved it to the point where she she wrote a song about one of the ladies that you'll meet in season five. Um, the song is called Ozymandias, I think that's what it's called. Um, but that's the title of the episode as well. Um, yeah, she, she fucking, we watched, we, we basically got to the end of it and she was just like, right, I've got a song in my head, I've got to fucking write this down. She just came up to the studio and just fucking wrote it down, did everything, and, and it's going to be on the next album, so look out for that one. Um, cool. And then obviously you've got Breaking Breaking Bad, you've got Better Call Saul to come, El Camino as well. Uh, you still got plenty of content, even though you probably are, about halfway through Breaking Bad itself, so yeah. you've got lots to look forward to. And then, obviously, uh, Better Call Saul's final season will be at the end of this year as well. So uh, I read that it would be next year. Now, will it be next year? Yeah, oh, okay. Uh,
1: and I think it's uh, they're already five seasons in as well, aren't they? Yeah. So they're, they're yeah. doing a six season, so it's actually gone a little bit further than Breaking Bad. Um, Slightly. I yeah. think
0: there's less episodes in, in Better Call Saul, though. Ah, well, that makes sense. Yeah, but I it, think it's either, six to eight. I might be wrong.
1: Yeah. Either way, you know, I'm looking forward to that ride as well. Yeah, that's great. So Saul Goodman is a really, really good character. And I I was saying to to Mark the other day, uh, Bob Odenkirk is one of the most underappreciated comic actors of our time. He's so fucking good. He's that face. You might not know the name. You might not known the name before before his portrayal of Saul Goodman or Better Call Saul in general, you know, you might not know known the actor's name, but you would have seen his face, you would have seen him in How I Met Your Mother, you would have seen him in, he uh, was in an episode of The Office, it, you know, he's he's been one of those recognisable faces, I think he's an SNL guy as well, and he just seems to be everywhere, and he, he pretty much plays, like, similar characters, uh, similar tendencies, and, and all that, and similar quirks, and, but, his portrayals of them are just always spot on. He's always entertaining, always entertaining, and you're getting a little bit more drama from him here, and that is really nice to see as well. Yeah, I'm a massive fan of the guy, and, uh, and yeah, I'm really looking forward to see to his own series because that man fucking deserves it. He deserves his own fucking series, and I'm glad that the uh, the Breaking Bad, um, sorry, his 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 casting of Breaking Bad was so good that they thought, give him his own show. Because, you, you, you can look at that, it's, it's because he's it's an integral part of the story from season uh, season three onwards, uh, sorry, season two onwards. He's an integral part of the story, so there is something there. But if the actor isn't nailing that part, they're not going to do it. It's mm-hmm. like, it, it, if Frasier in uh tears uh, in was played by any other person, they might never might not have got a spin-off. Yeah. You know? Y- 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 You've got to look at it from like that. You may have the content, but you've got to have the people to, to act to pull out. To it off. Yeah, to yeah. pull it off. Yeah. And yeah, Bob Aldenkirk is an absolute star.
0: Yeah. Well, in Breaking Bad, um, obviously, Ordenkirk is... Just, you've got the main stars, are not you? But Ordenkirk is right up there with the... Um, I think they're supporting actors, aren't they, essentially, when you've got the two main ones and then you've got supporting actors underneath. He's right up there. When it comes to Better Call Saul, obviously, it is Bob Ordenkirk. But also... There is somebody who becomes a sort of from f- probably like season three of Better Call Saul. There's somebody else you'll start to appreciate in that sort of manner that's never been seen in Breaking Bad or anything like that. Uh, and I won't spoil it for you. You know, you can fucking see it when you see it. Uh, but you'll learn to appreciate that character. Yeah, just as much, if not even more so, just because it adds so much. Just, just There's just so much going on and it's just so good. It fits so fucking well. I do it, it... have to wonder who that character is because I know there's a particular person
1: that it may only be a one-off appearance or a couple appearances for all I know, but I don't know. I've only seen this one scene from Better Call Saul and it was just something that was... Uh, it was shared around Twitter a few years ago when, when the series just came out. But the actor is a Canadian actor called Stephen Og. Uh, if you don't know the name... He is, a, he is the actor that voices and lent his image to Trevor in GTA 5. Oh. And he's in that—he's he, he, in it. He's actually in Better Call Saul. So I don't know if it's like, like I said, I don't know if it's a one-off appearance or what have you, but I'd have to wonder if it's in because, again, if you want to talk about someone that can act his fucking socks off and d- deserves to be in more prominent roles on TV, like Stephen Ogg is one person I would put out there.
0: Oh, i just googled who it is. Oh yes, oh you're gonna love it. Is that him? <laughs> you're gonna, is, did I you're guess, gonna fucking love it? Did I guess? No, right? it's not. No, it's not. No. No, no it's not. But, um, but, but that just goes to show you've got two characters to fucking look forward to in Better Call Saul as well.
1: Yeah, and and you look at you look at Stephen Hogg and you go, oh, fucking, hell, no, that is Trevor.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, fucking, damn right, it is. Yeah. Absolutely. again, he, he lends
1: his light lightness to it, but you know, uh, the 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 other two characters. You, you, you can see, uh, it's uh, Ned Luke who p- uh, portrays uh, Michael. Uh, you can see his face, but his head shape is a little bit different. And I, I do forget the actor that portrayed uh, Franklin. But again, it's the same thing. You can tell there's little differences. But Stephen Og is just fucking Trevor. Everything right down to the mannerisms, just like the way he talks in general. it's like, that's fucking Trevor. <laughs>
0: yeah. Yeah. But- Brilliant stuff. Brilliant. I, I didn't even know his name. I didn't even know his name. But he's, yeah, he's he's... He's fairly important, so... Uh, oh, fucking hell. <laughs> I can't wait to record another episode of this podcast so that we can talk about Breaking Bad.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: Stupendous. To, yeah, to be honest
1: with you, this episode of Nitro isn't all too great, in my opinion. Ooh. So mm. I, I'd rather just talk about Breaking Bad for the most part. Let's just skip the first half of Nitro and talk about Breaking Bad.
0: <laughs> <laughs> Normally, uh, when I'm taking my notes, it usually takes two notepads in my phone, to, two, two sort of pages in the notepad to, to do. Uh, yeah, the run through a one nitro and it didn't even take one for this one so that says that says it all really doesn't it um, oh, also giving me the mantle for the cruiserweight matches of course of course uh, which Wait, is becoming the main staple now
1: which you also forgot because you're like oh yeah you're just going to do this one match and I'm like no I'm doing two
0: I said last time I'll do the cruiserweight matches <laughs> honestly I, I, I don't remember that yeah. uh, I, we, were fu- we were fucking knackered weren't we we were like 1 oh, o'clock yeah. in the morning but we, we started <laughs> early today folks so we're, we're nice and vibrant and now on to the top rope taste test or the turt
1: I have chose uh, the big Simcoe because I-, I looked at it and I thought, okay, it's the last IPA I've got apart from the Uh, uh They're not wrestling themed, so they don't count. Uh, apart from that, I've just got the Triple H and the American Nightmare and those are very high percentage. So I thought, okay, I'll go for the IPA. <laughs> it doesn't have percentage on the front of it. So I looked on the side at the ingredients Seven point two percent volume, like fuck's sake! I'm gonna be fucked from this. But anyway, I'm looking forward to this one. I've never had a simcore before, so
0: I don't even know what a Simco is. I'm trying to remember. Is that the? Is it the? Does it say Simco d i p a Uh, the Simcore IPA, yeah. IPA, yeah. So it's a sing- singular IPA. Not they did do a double IPA at one point.
1: Oh. Oh, okay. So it's just an IPA. <laughs> Yeah.
0: Hmm. So IPAs are good, though, man. This, this is the time of year for IPAs and 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 stuff like that. Um, if you're pouring it into a glass as well, it's got a really bizarre colour. Uh, I don't have my glass with me. <laughs> I oh, ale drinking out of a can? Naughty. Well, it's not ale. It's IPA innit it. Well, it is an ale, but. <laughs> I like Come glass... on, Sainsbury's. You can't be fucking getting shit like that wrong.
1: I, I don't work on the beer aisle, so
0: fuck you. <laughs> Not yet. Not yet. Not not with Not with that Not with uneducated (laughs) opinions like that. What IPA isn't an ale. (laughs) Oh it is, it's a pale ale. Yeah, India pale ale. Right.
1: (laughs) I'm just getting flustered because this this can is so close to my mouth and you just keep rambling on. Can I just have a taste, please?
0: Go for it, mate. I'll stay quiet. Yeah. Yeah.
1: (laughs) Oh fucking hell that has a kick to it. <laughs> Jesus Christ. I now know why it's called, it's called the Big Sim Core. Because my throat feels like uh, the Big Show's just grabbed me by the throat, just hit, hit a chalk slam on me. Just like the kick in my throat. Then, Jesus. That's nice. It is nice. It's refreshing. Very crisp. Um, but yeah, Jesus. That's a. That, if anything's going to lubricate my throat, it's this.
0: Yes. I've I, I picked good tonight. I think it's one of your five a day as well, to be honest. Are you sure so about it's that? It's always nice. Well, it has to be with sort of stuff that's in there. If I can remember correctly. I would uh, I was just thinking five a
1: day beer and like, fucking you know, am not that bad.
0: Right, well, on to episode number forty five of WCW Nitro. Uh again, as we've said, back to the Disney MGM. It's Twenty second of July nineteen ninety six attendance of four hundred and fifty people, which is quite small for uh for any wrestling event, really. And um, we start off with Tony and Larry Zabisco firing us back to the moments in WCW where Shaq and Muhammad Ali were actually um, on WCW TV or on WCW pay-per-views at one point. Uh, the Muhammad Ali one was 1994, was it? Halloween Havoc, I think it was. It, yeah, Halloween Havoc, 1994. Yeah, uh, so giving a bit of rub from the old superstars to WCW, obviously keep trying to keep them relevant in 1996 and show, well, maybe this is the place to be. Because we've got all these celebrities and blah, 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 and all the rest of it. Uh, not much else going on when it comes to Tony and Larry though. I'll say one thing,
1: though. It's, it's amazing how Shaq has transcended, not not just media in general, but wrestling as a whole. Like, he has been fucking everywhere. He had appearances in WCW, he's had appearances in WWE, he was in TNA, he's now in AEW. It's like, I, I don't, is he actually a wrestling
2: fan? I don't, remember him. I don't
1: fan? remember him being in TNA. He was. He uh. He appeared on. He appeared on Impact, and he had a conversation with Hulk Hogan. Bloody hell!
0: Is yeah. this after I'd switched off? Um. Probably. Yeah. Right. So. So yes, Stings shoved Dixie, and then. Um, Dixie's like, "Oh no, um, Hogan and Bischoff do want to take over after all." And Stings like, "Well, fuck you, bitch! You didn't listen to me." And then Stings with Kevin Nash, and they both just go. Nah, fuck you guys and just walk out. And I think that's when I stopped watching. Yeah. That was pretty much it. So I mean, maybe Shaq came in just after that. But yeah, I don't remember that. But fucking hell, yeah, he's like the... Uh, what do they call it? <laughs> IVD used to be Mr. Monday Night, didn't he? So fucking hell, Shaq might have to take some sort of moniker in that regard.
1: Yeah. It's it's so fucking insane. Like, he just... I, I don't know if he's a wrestling fan or not, but it, it must be so fucking want to make money for, off the business like yeah, that. Yeah,
0: totally. So in AW, did, did he actually have the match? Because there was a tout of him having a match, did. weren't
1: did. Yeah, it, it, it was him and Red Velvet versus, no, him and Jade Cargill versus Red Velvet and Cody Rhodes and he went for a fucking table in the match as well. Wow. The table that was outside the ring. Oh my word. He, you know, off, off the apron, into the, into the table and it's like, Jesus fucking and obviously he's a big guy, so it's gonna have more impact and look worse. Yeah. You know, it's gonna look more brutal, but fucking hell, like that's a guy that was dedicated to that spot and fucking fair player to him.
0: Excellent stuff. I I, I did I, I didn't see that. I saw the uh, I saw the run up to it, obviously. I saw that obviously Brandy's pregnant and everything like that, so there was a the whole thing and I presume Cordy's off T V now while she's sort of going through the motions.
1: Nah, he's still on T V. Is TV. he still on T V? Oh. Yeah, um the uh, Nightmare Collective have been uh well, they've broken up a little bit. I mean, they've still got the certain members, but QT Marshall split away from them and he's, he's got his own group now. Yeah, so there you go. Right. So they're feuding with him. Well, fair enough. I mean... Yeah, so he's still
0: very much prominent on TV. I should know a lot more of being an AW, Mark, shouldn't I? But there you go. <laughs> yeah, I you should oh, 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 like should I can say that I'm, I'm NJF, Mark. I'm fucking loving that guy at this moment in time. That whole, <laughs> so that whole promo... You know, where Chris Jericho and Corey are in the fucking bathroom, and he's like, I'm going to do this place over there. Oh, my God. It was fucking brilliant. I watched it three or four times, and I thought, this is genius. This is just so yeah. good. And
1: it's like... He it, it throws a line, you know, but he's it, just it, it's just that good. You can be like, okay, even if it makes someone that's a little bit too insensitive, you can be like, yeah. Yeah, you shouldn't have said that. But okay. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> it, 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 again, it's like it, it. It may seem like we're being a little bit hypocritical, but like, I mean, if if he does what he's done before, like fucking sticks a middle finger finger up to a bloody three year old child in the crowd, I'd be like, yeah,
0: you shouldn't have done that, mate. I know you're trying to be a heel, but come right, on. But the one thing I'll give him there is the fact that he's going to get his comeuppance. You always know that somebody's yes. going to do him.
1: Yeah, that works. Yeah. That that does help. Yeah. But it's a case of like, still like, don't go too far, like. Try and Talk the line, yeah. which is which is what he does, and he does it so fucking yeah. well.
0: I think he's the best. I, I honestly think he's the best talker in the business right now. Hundred uh, percent. Such a yes. big fan of his. Uh, Beth hates him. Like, who the fuck is this? And she did. She she. Well, that's the whole point. Yeah, man. She used the c word. She's like, he's a cunt. Wow. Like, he just he <laughs> looks like one, and he acts like one, and I'm just like. It's fucking
1: brilliant. He's over, he's over as a fucking heel, because even though we're appreciating him, it's like, yeah, I still want to see the inner circle kick his fucking yeah. ass. <laughs> it works. Yeah. We're just wrestling fans to a point now. We've we've been wrestling fans for so long we
0: appreciate the art of a heel yeah. while still wanting them to get their fucking ass kicked. Yeah. Absolutely. Um So In fact actually, I mean that that ties in with, with what's gonna happen later on in this night to be fair. I mean, we've got the whole fucking the new guys coming in and the hostile takeover and they're supposed to be the heels, but we can appreciate. And back then, you know, I, I remember the first time I watched Kevin Nash and he, he was supposed to be the bad guy. He was supposed to be Kevin uh, Scott, all the same. They were supposed to be the bad guys, but they were so cool at doing it. you were just sort of like, Nah, I ain't booing you. You know what I mean? And like <laughs> Kevin Nash is like one of my idols now, so <laughs> ain't no way. <laughs> um. So yeah, next next up we're gonna see a singles match uh, after a little bit of talk with Tony and Larry which is going to be Squire David Taylor with Jeeves versus Scott Norton. Uh, during the entrances, we actually got something new from the boys at Nitro, a backstory from Saturday night. It's noted that Norton wow. walked <laughs> off on Ice Train, disbanding their tag team and making a pay-per-view match, coming up at Hogwild 1996, which me and Brian did have a conversation with about uh, with each other about last weekend. And it does look like we'll be doing some sort of watch-along for that one as well, because the card yeah. is stacked.
1: And I'm looking forward to it. Mm. Before, we move, before we move on, uh, this is the start of a lot of issues for this show, particularly production issues. Yeah. I don't know if you picked up on any of this or like that. Some of them, yeah. But straight away, Dave Pence's mic not working. <laughs> you can hear him in the ring. He's doing his shtick because there's there's not a lot of noise in the arena because obviously it's open air, there's only 450 people, so the, the noise just dissipates, it goes. Yeah. like It's hard to contain it. So you can actually hear him in the ring announcing the wrestlers, but you can't hear him on the fucking mic. Yeah. And I'm like, okay, this is a hot start. <laughs> it gets fucking worse, yeah. guys. It gets so
0: bad. You kind of know when something happens like that right at the beginning of Nitro that they're probably not going to be able to sort anything else out. So yeah, the sound in particular was a bit iffy from this to the commentary booth to, to other things as well. Um, yeah. So, yeah, Norton, or what were they called? Uh, fire and Ice. Fire and Ice, ice baby. Um, fire and Ice. Yeah, they're, no more. That's it. They're done. And uh, They're done. Uh, the ice has put out the fire. Wait. We... <laughs> no, the fire will
1: put out the ice, won't it? <laughs> the, fi- the fire put out the ice. The ice melted into water. The water put
0: out the fire. Yeah,
1: the- that cycle. This is my analogy, people. Just... Leave me to yeah, it. To Move it. on. Um, <laughs> I'm getting
0: hot. All the right. match, is, <laughs> match is complete domination from Norton, who lost because Taylor went over the top rope. What? Really? Yep. Oh, okay. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> winner So we, winner, David Taylor by disqualification we, because he went over the top rope. Welcome to WCW up. 1995. We're going through this shit again.
1: Yeah, it's because he got thrown over the top yeah. rope. Yeah, so. Which is fine if that was the rule, but I, I will admit... No, sorry. We've got to acknowledge in the next in the
0: next match, somebody
1: goes over the top rope twice.
0: No DQ. I missed that, but thank you very yeah. much for picking that up. Actually,
1: it's fucking, it's so frustrating yeah. that they they still just fall in this rule when they can't come up with a better finish. Yeah. I think this is the most I mean, blatant
0: one we've seen on Nitro this far. They, as well. they
1: wanted to try. I, I get what they were trying to do. They wanted to keep Scott Norton strong, right? So why not just have uh come out? Mm. You know, I know he's the face, but why not just have him come out? Just have him come out and try and say, you know, not not to uh, interfere, just to say, why have you broke us up? Come on, dude. You know, we're friends. We're a good tight team and all that. Scott Norton gets distracted. David, uh, Dave Squire, uh, Dave Squire, Dave Taylor takes advantage. Wins. Rolls up
0: the win. There you go. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I had to spitball yep. that. Fucking... Well, one minute and 45 seconds to open Nitro. Uh, and nothing happened in nothing. that fight. It was, well, was Norton all over and, and yeah... Just yep. because he decided to throw him over the top rope, it was a DQ. Just fucking ridiculous. Um, yeah. Next up, some sort of bullshit VK Wall Street promo uh, about a hostile takeover. Nothing to do with the NWO either. <laughs> um, next up, after that, actually, uh, the horsemen are down with Gene. Sounds Rick way. And teens Ma- mic is not working now. <laughs> <not working. laughs> yeah. Um, Orin does say that uh, Rick Flair will be the right on cue, quote unquote, according uh, according to Mongo. Sting, Macho and Lex are all pretty boys, really? Uh I, no they're fucking I, not. Yeah, may, maybe maybe Sting and to an extent Savage
1: could be con- uh, construed as pretty boys. But Lex, Ugo, have you looked at the guy?
0: He looks like fucking Greta from Gremlins 2 for fuck's sake. He's not a pretty boy. <laughs> I don't know man. I, I mean I look at Macho and I wonder how anybody can make love to them eyes. Like just Oh yeah, when he's in his the his whole face is yeah. gonna be somewhat fucking else, in it? Ugh. Uh, yeah. That image um, should stay with you for a long time, podcast fans.
1: <laughs>
2: yeah. I, I will say though. Uh,
1: ooh, yeah. I suppose I better practice my fucking savage <laughs> bits now, like you know, oh yeah. It's still got a little bit of uh I've still got a bit of a sore throat, so it's still got that fucking um cool egg guy sound <laughs> to it. But yeah, I'll work on it. I'll work on it. I, I I will I, I do have to say one thing. When Iron Anderson is uh, talking to Gene, he's just sat down and he's nonchalantly talking. You know, he just he gets what he has to say out. He goes, "He'll be here," and then bites into an yes. apple, and you just get that yeah. sound. And honestly, you just see this this guy sat down, all cool, fucking the glasses, the crunch, the way he fucking crunches into the apple. It's like he just looks so fucking cool yes. here.
0: Yeah, yeah. Carly There you go,
1: guys. There you go, go. I don't fucking hate him, <laughs> assholes. I fucking like the guy. Yeah. yeah, totally. Me acknowledging that he's injured, he's hurting and can't work properly does not mean I do not like the guy. Well,
0: to be fair, you got you got some positive Jeez. feedback about that. Uh, I've had some tape. negative as well, unfortunately. Okay. Uh, yeah. The only one I saw was positive. And, and And to be fair, I understood where you were coming from as well. And obviously later yeah. on tonight, we're going to see these three pair off against Sting, Lex and... Uh, Who's the other one? Macho, obviously. Um, yeah. So, yeah, we, we get on in, in his comfort zone here with the ability to quick tag out and quick tag in and uh, split the workload, as it were, which is good.
1: But before we move on, we can't not talk about uh, the news from uh, today about Steve Mongol, and Michael. Because yeah. uh, it's come out that he's uh, he was diagnosed with ALS in February this year. And he's, he's not doing so well, guys. He's... Uh, he can't lift his arms. He can't move his legs. He's pretty much wheelchair bound. He can still talk, and he's still got his wicked sense of humour, thankfully. But it is—he has been told that over the next, uh, like, I think I think it's like fifteen months. It's critical. Yeah. So unfortunately, he's. Uh, it's just really sad. I don't want to say, unfortunately, his time's coming. But it, it very much looks like it. And the family have put out. Well, friends of the family have put out. Um, I put together a golf on me to pay for his medical bills because it, 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 it. This is a sad thing, Mark. Is that he was, you know, an NFL player, he was a wrestler, and he's still struggling financially. Mm-hmm. But you know, the the, the golf on me, it's got a, a goal of hundred thousand dollars. I think last time I checked, they were at $20, 21000 uh, dollars, which is a real good 39,870
0: thing. Thirty uh, nine thousand eight hundred and seventy at this moment in time.
1: That that's really good. Yeah. That's really yeah. good. So it, it's good that they can they pay the bills and you know give, give give him some something to to live for a little bit, whatever that may be. But I I, I can't really speak for you, but I, I've become a big fan of the guy. Like I I know I called him a prick on the first episode because <laughs> for calling Bobby Heenan the stain and all that. And but when you actually listen to him, it, it, even sometimes you can tell some of his quotes are accidental Mm. you know he hasn't really thought them through but they're just so fucking funny they're so funny and his wrestling ability is not great but just watching this this NFL pro trying to wrestle and struggle to do so and doing it so comically as well it's like you can't not be entertained like that that. it's like watching Mr Bean wrestle it's brilliant (laughs) like you know i i have to say i'm a fan of these yeah and i know it's ironic and i'm a fan of this but i am it's he's entertained me so much and yeah i'm absolutely heartbroken to to hear the diagnosis and my, my thoughts go out to him and his family at this time because i can't really imagine what they're going through
0: yeah i mean I, i've literally so I, I had that saved up while we were recording this actually i left it in one of the bookmarks at the side of my phone uh, and I've just refreshed it. It's $45,712. Fucking uh, hell, it's gone quick. Jericho just donated $2,500, um, which is in the last three donations, actually. So there's $25 each way. The Nitrogen podcast will be donating some money as well, uh, as we did yeah. with um, Scotty Riggs, whose mum pa- sadly passed away as well. Uh, these guys, you know, uh, you know, we were talking 20, 25 years ago, and maybe you can burn through money, or maybe you just weren't getting paid that well. Um you know, wrestlers and NFL superstars, and even footballing superstars. You know, they're all very well paid now, as opposed to 1995, yeah. where Alan Shearer was probably paid something like seven and a half thousand pounds a week. You know, Paul Pogba even gets paid then, a quarter N- of a million a week. So there you go.
1: Even then, uh, NFL players back in in the 90s, they were still on a fair bit of bloody money. Weren't they? they
0: weren't
1: like, yeah. well, on the low end of the scale. I think it's more a case of. Uh, Mongo sacrificed his NFL career to, to go into wrestling yeah. you know so he, he, he cut his career short uh, from all accounts he could have still had another couple of years and then gone into coaching and he, said he he went down the wrestling route and he did some coaching here and there but unfortunately it weren't prominent enough like but you know obviously something's something's uh, happened to him where he has lost his money I mean he's been through a divorce as well so he would have lost he would have lost half his earnings through that as yeah. well yeah, cool. you know, so and and then it, obviously he had a camp. Uh, he ra- uh, ran for mayor in Chicago as well, so he he would have he, he might have paid for his own campaign. Who, who knows? Like, just you never know what can have happened. And it's not saying that. Oh yeah, he might have been a pill popper out like that. I don't think it's ever been that. It's just a case of, you know, he cut his football career short. Went into wrestling. Uh, did that for a little bit. Did a little bit of coaching. Probably hasn't done very much since. but A few TV TV appearances. I mean, he was in TNA once, weren't he, as well? And, uh, yeah, you know, just little bits of money and endorsements and shit like that. Obviously, he couldn't live on the money he had forever, and now the family are finding ways to supplement his medical bills.
0: Yeah, uh, 13-year-old daughter as well, and obviously uh, a wife of uh, 20 years, so obviously they, they must have got together after him and Deborah sort of split up and divorced and everything like that. It's um, it's really sad. It's really sad because at this moment in time, obviously we're 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 seeing the pinnacle of of Steve McMichael's sort of athletic career. I think in uh, particularly in re- in wrestling. Um, basically in NFL, you sort of you know shoulder tackling people and throwing a ball. But in wrestling, there's a little bit more psychology to it. Um, Not disrespect to any NFL players and footballers, soccer players, whatever in general. I know there's a lot of tactics that go behind that and everything, uh, and they're still very underrated when it comes to what people think that they do to justify their wages. But uh, I think it's a, I think it is a different ball game in a wrestling ring, as fake, quote unquote, as people might think it is. There's a lot going on. Um, yeah. you know, positioning is always it's so key. Um, you know, positioning is more what? important than you know actually you know the moves themselves you've got to be in the right place at the right time for the product to look good it's, it's more it's more critical yes yeah definitely you know it, it, and a more rabid uh, fan base as well which we've touched on multiple times in, in this podcast history
1: yes. yeah um I, I was gonna say it's uh probably in, in some ways more of a dangerous sport as well like any slight mishap and you could end up paralyzed yeah, yeah. you know draws a deal brown. you know that Droz uh, ended up paralysed because of a power bomb that just went wrong yep. like he, he broke his neck never walked again you know that I, I mean it, it's not an easy thing to do and all credit to NFL players for what they do because it's a very physical sport but you know you, you, your only your bodies are in your hands for the most part in that sport in this in wrestling you both of your bodies are in, in each other's hands yes. and yeah. things happen and I, I imagine he got hurt a hell of a lot, so there's probably going to be medical bills there as well. Like, you know, and wrestlers notoriously can't get insurance. I don't know if that's I don't know if that's different now, but back then, insurance for a uh, a wrestler weren't happening. Getting insurance now
0: for previous existing. If you were a wrestler in the past and getting insurance now, it's it's very difficult. Getting insurance now as a current wrestler is much easier than when you were in the past because you don't know about hidden injuries. Yeah. yeah it's yeah, it's a really really difficult and it's really uh really hazy sort of subject so yeah that um of course we'll we'll pin that to the uh top of the nitrogen podcast tweet twitter thing um just if you can donate something obviously this is this is a, this is a good cause uh i as you were asking for my opinion earlier on i, I i've loved mongo i've loved mongo since when i fucking saw him in uh God, I, I can't remember the first time I fucking saw him, to be honest. A long time ago, a long, long time ago. Um, I love him now more than I did then, let's put it that way. Uh, as a kid, you don't really learn to appreciate what the mid-card is sort of there for. Yeah. These days, I do, and I, he has charisma. Um, his his in-ring ability yeah. might not be all that, but he, he has charisma. There's a reason why he started on commentary, and there's a reason why you know he was right next to the best in the business, Bobby the Brain Heenan. Um, because yeah. them two bounced I, off each other really well.
1: Yeah, they were funny. They were a really good funny duo. I loved them. I, I do miss his presence on commentary. I must say, you know, and uh, yeah, his promos aren't great at the moment. But you know, but it's a different ball game going from commentary to to being a wrestler and actually having to cut promos. Yeah, totally. And you know, he, he's having he, he's learning on the job, basically. You know, so I can't be too harsh on him. I usually just put, you know, Mongo says. Something, you know. I I just thought the the most I thought here was Mongo talks about the pretty boys. That's (laughs) it.
0: (laughs) Well, best of luck to him in that fight. Uh, As we've said, we're going to donate a little bit of money to to make sure that those guys are okay. Um, But it does look like they're going to get to the 50. By the time we finish this recording, they'll be 50% of the way through, which is fantastic to hear. Um, he, he, He does, as you say, he says Sting, Macho and Lex are all pretty boys, but he does say that they won't be pretty when the horsemen are finished with them. And then it's Chris Benoit, Who's silent but violent. And he was definitely silent as this ended because it very awkwardly raised a four horseman signal at the end and just goes, horseman. <laughs> Jeans <laughs> just sort of like, this guy has no idea how to cut a promo whatsoever. I just, can I not just give the mic to a woman? Because at least she's going to do a better job and stroke me chin. Um, yeah. Very weird. What, it was all right. What was, with her, what was with woman's look tonight as well? I
1: don't know. You know she's, wearing, she's wearing a long white dress and then fucking just like... Very, very
0: average-looking shades. Right, so... And it it looked weird. So I I don't like to speculate on things like this, but usually when women wear big shades like that, it's because an event has happened. um, Yeah. And I don't want to really think about it, to be honest. However, one thing I did notice was that she was all in white, as you said, uh, which is very unusual for a woman. It's either red or black. Uh, She pulls off black superbly, but why? I don't know. I don't know. There was something very... Maybe this is because it's supposed to be uh the Chris Benoit woman rather than the Kevin Sullivan woman as we saw in a video package which will come up later on um when Chris Benoit's beating down Kevin Sullivan she's wearing white in that as well so I think there's something to that I think the darker colors are uh for one reason and the whiter colors are for another but maybe I, I might be wrong I don't know but again wasn't the usual woman was it I don't think
1: no she looked really odd yes yeah I agree um Uh, Yeah, but I don't like to speculate. I, 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 I've never heard of the stories of uh, uh, Kevin Sullivan being abusive. From what I can remember, was Was he abusive?
0: yeah. yeah. Right. Well. Okay. Well, that might make some sense then. Um, she went through the fucking. She went through the rigmarole, on both relationships there, which is really fucking sad. Yeah. Next up, uh, VK Wall Street versus Conan, and let's focus on something more important here, that is the card for Hogwild being called by Tony Schiavone during this match, including the announcement that Rick Flair is going to face off against Eddie Guerrero in a US title match, solidifying our watch along on conversation from last <laughs> week. So, yes, it's going to happen, and uh, I've got it on good authority primarily because I've researched the card that there are three m- dream match. I'm, fucking- I'm just calling it, Dream matches here on this card. uh I think they all got Dave Meltzer's ratings as well. So we we just have to do this. I mean, I think there's ten yeah. ten matches on the card in total. Three of them yeah. are.
1: I, I'm I'm putting it out there. We're fucking doing it. Yeah, you know, there's no there's no way we're not. Come on, man. You know, stop fucking teasing the, the listeners. Well, we're doing to. it.
0: um maybe yeah. we might have the third the third person with us that time I did tell her last week what it was like and she, even she, her face lit up when it was Ric Flair versus Eddie Guerrero so you never know you might have Beth for that next one although having said that it might be somebody else because we've had a little bit of interest on this one keep your eyes peeled or keep your ears peeled and maybe we'll just see, keep it for the night see now he's fucking teasing me because he hasn't told me that before <laughs> Uh, decent heel work from VK at times, cooking up the crowd nicely to get behind Conan when his hope spots come. Uh, an iron by with Conan clearly under the rope with the camera right next to it and VK looking right at it is completely ignored for a minute, about a minute by the referee. Very fucking irritating. Conan makes a comeback but he's cut off by VK who gets on his fireman's carry slam, aka the Wall Street Wall Street Crash, which I do like the name of to be fair. But Conan yeah. can roll up the pin as... VK is trying to pin he just sort of fucking shifts his momentum and it's a sly win for the K-Dog here winner Conan via pinfall in 5 minutes and 17 seconds yeah yeah just here Dope. yeah
1: <laughs> uh, I, I did not really notice uh, I don't take notes of this match to be honest with you yeah. not much uh, the only things I had to note was uh, Conan comes out to VK while stricts music because it just continues playing <laughs> oh, and Conan's a tire tonight yeah that was odd Oh, oh well, really? It's it's got a new mask, but it looks like like Rey Mysterio's mask, but just the accents of it, not the actual the bare thing. So it's just like around the eyes and things like that, you know, just those little bits. So like it really fucking weird. Yeah. But what he's wearing is a single with a hula skirt. Yeah, that's what it looks yeah. like. You know, as he just got back from Hawaii? This <laughs> it just, it, he looks fucking ridiculous. It's no wonder that guy never got over. No, it's true. Um, you know, fucking awful. And by the way, V K Wall Street. Not the fucking heel to get apparent, fiery, baby face and over. That ain't happening. He's not a fucking face, but he was playing the face role in this match. Mm. Really odd. Yeah. Uh, what I will say is referee Rick Astley, what's his real name? <laughs> uh, Jimmy Jett. <Chet. laughs> I will never get over the, how how much he looks like Rick Astley. I've mentioned it several times now. He looks just fucking like him, you know. That's stupendous. But, but, but if, I, I swear, for the first time... Ever, ever on this podcast, on this run at all, somebody uses the ropes for a leverage pin, and he fucking sees it, mm-hmm. and he stops mm-hmm. it. I'm like, <laughs> good on you, Rick Astley. Well yeah, you're never, you, you're never gonna give us up. Never gonna, gonna let us down. Never gonna count the pin when someone's got the fucking legs on the rope.
0: Good on you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> One thing I, I'll, I will point out. Beth pointed out actually uh, that I can, I, I kind of skipped over a little bit, or I, I didn't correlate the dots. Uh, Larry Zabisco in this one while they're talking about the Horseman promo Larry does say um, I prefer my women to be where they belong uh, and Beth just turned to me and said really? He wants women to be where they belong yet we're watching a guy wrestling a hula skirt uh, <laughs> 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 and yeah that's Fantastic. I mean I, I can't fault her I mean I need her there when I I'm ca- watching Nitro's these days <laughs> Yeah. there's
1: nothing I can say that beats that <laughs>
0: Sting, Macho, and Lex are at the entrance way after this match with Gene to talk about the main event. I'm sure Gene's mic fucks up on this one as well, but I'm not entirely sure. Um, yeah, it does they speculate on the word about some a little bit, wear.
1: and then it, it it does fuck up, and then it just it's like very slight, it's just like first couple of words, and then boom, it's working. Yeah,
0: somebody's messing about with the uh, with the old fucking knobs in the back. Were there might there might be an explanation for that? Soon. There could be. Yes, there could be. Um... So they speculate on the word about Rick Flair, but Lex says that those three are here to make a statement against the NWO. Nobody was here last week, referencing Sting and the Giant over in Japan and everything like that. Uh, but they're all here this week. Sting then tells Hogan to stick it again and says he doesn't care where Flair is because Sting wants to chomp on some Horsemen. Macho just blatantly says Hogan, Flair, outsiders, get out of here, I'm gonna kick your ass, <laughs> and that's just basically it. Um, next up, we we. We rag on Lex Luger's promos, but
1: he does a lot to make this match make sense. Even though this feud is essentially done, yeah, yeah, you know, yeah, the feud is done, but they still they still hate each other regardless. It's like you know that that's what it came down to, mm-hmm. you know, and it was basically saying he's going to make an example at the Horseman uh, to send a message to the outsiders. I'm like, yeah, brilliant, yeah, happy yeah.
0: with that. I'll take There's it. There's a little bit more from Lex later on that I'm really intrigued to to hear your opinion. <laughs> of. Um, but yeah. Uh, much, yeah. uh, there's uh, a much longer gl- Glacier promo here yeah? so I'm guessing that's it now we're going to be fucking seeing Glacier very 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 soon on that show. sure um, yeah first proper
1: look of him as well we've seen it, we've seen his eye before that was yeah. it but now we're seeing his old get up I just put first look at Mortal Kombat 3 <laughs> the trailer yeah because that's literally what it, I thought <laughs> I thought it were right like, it, it, we all know it's a sub-zero ripoff I mean the Mortal Kombat re- references just write themselves at this point yeah. but I'm still
0: going to fucking point it out because I'm funny. <laughs> <laughs> well, um, what were your opinions on the next vignette, which were basically four men running down the beach, taking the tops off? Um, very homeoretic. Yeah, I was going to call erotic, it gay watch you know, instead it, of bear watch. Yeah, gay watch.
1: <laughs> it, it, <laughs> I, I can't beat that. But... It, I, it, it it was something for the girls and the gay people that's literally it the, the, not gay people, gay men, that was literally it you know, just the, the guys by the way uh, Alex Wright, Joe Gomez, Jim Powers and Renegade yeah. you know, that's stable
0: yeah, Th- them, them four people that would normally face off against each other are now completely uh, together Team Hodgepodge <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to say as a fully heterosexual male uh, Joe Gomez could sway me he didn't He's he didn't cut, know how to take a shirt off, and he didn't know how to swing his <laughs> hair around and he didn't know how to run his fingers through his hair. However, the guy's I'm, a fucking I'm, good looking bloke,
1: I can't lie. And for and for a few years later, Lex Uiger won't know how to take his shirt off as True. well, so
0: you know Must be a WCW thing.
1: Yeah, yeah. Maybe Lex Luger thought, Oh, I could get that over. <laughs> I can't get my t shirt on my head, I'll get that over. <laughs>
0: It leads us into the eight man tag team match. Uh, Alex Wright, Jim Powers, Joe Gomez, and The Renegade facing off against the Dungeon of Doom. Who you might be I, thinking, I just called him. hang on, there's somebody else to be fucking. Uh, there's not enough Dungeon of Doom members here. Well, that's because there's a new member coming, and he's going to come out just as the Dungeon of Doom are actually getting to the ring. Uh, go on, yeah. say what you
1: were going to say there, Brian. Yeah, I, I just I titled this match Team Hodgepodge versus a Dungeon of who the fuck cares who the new member is. <laughs> <laughs>
0: that's pretty much it. Um,
1: yeah, Hugh Morris. At this point, at this point, I was just sabotaging my own fucking notes.
0: <laughs> Hugh Morris, Kevin Sullivan, and the Barbarian and Jimmy Hart, obviously, but he's not the fourth man, uh, are coming to the ring, and then all of a sudden, just as the camera is cutting away to another shot, we see this guy just maniacally running towards the team, and then Tony Schiavone says, "Look, look, it's the Leprechaun!" Yes, folks. but it's isn't. But it's not but it's not. he's a grown up he's a fully sized <laughs> man he's not a fucking leprechaun
1: <laughs> he, he, oh. he looks you know he looks more like fucking um Peter pan than a leprechaun as well i might add okay yeah, just, yeah yeah um he, he looks fucking ridiculous he's a
0: fucking bizarre actually
1: i actually i just saw this fucking the first thing i saw was this whir of uh green. And ginger her and the ginger beard. And I thought, fucking hell, it's Sami Zayn. <laughs> I was hopeful. I was literally hopeful. But Obviously, Sami Zayn's probably just a kid fucking watching at this point himself.
0: Well, a kid would have been so. better in a fucking leprechaun outfit, wouldn't it? Yeah, it would have been a leprechaun. guy. Uh,
1: <laughs> fucking, fucking young Sami Zayn. It's a conspiracy. The guys
0: over at Cage <laughs> cagematch.net have him down as Braun the Leprechaun. Uh, <laughs> Braun the Braun Leprechaun. The leprechaun. <laughs>
1: Get these hands and these lucky charms.
0: And I don't think he's gonna uh, last long. Choo-choo. I mean, <laughs>
1: sorry,
0: yeah, Dungeon of Doom. We started to take him a, a little bit seriously a couple of weeks ago, and now all of a sudden they've just shat on everything and just become a comical stable again. Uh, this guy's come running out. He's, he's circled the ring a couple of times, and nobody gave wait, a flying wait. fuck.
1: Hold the fuck on? Did you just call him comical? Comical. Did I say comical? I was was meant to say... uh, uh, Shit, that's what you meant to (laughs) say, shit. Comical would imply comedy. Yeah, no. There's nothing fucking funny about these guys. I
0: meant in in terms of comics, you know, like, not artistic, oh my God, like, characters that are just, like, really lame in a comic book. You know, like, so I'm a massive fan of, like, the Harley Quinn franchise and the, the Harley Quinn TV show, but you have people like Kite Man, you know, and it was just like, Kite Man, really? So, like that comic book sort of. But the the worst of comic book characters. Oh, right.
1: It basically, what you're saying, fucking Batman, the 60s TV show. This is what The Dungeon of Doom are, because that was as Of course I can really imagine these guys in a quote unquote comical way. Yeah. I mean, yeah. You know, I, I didn't looking, mean comical in,
0: as in humorous. Uh, no, no, no. In no pun like, Yeah. Uh, <laughs>
1: he's comical. Uh, no, I, I mean. It, after your description, I'm like, yeah, but then, okay, then, but these are fucking baddies from the Batman show in the '60s. Yeah, you know, fucking Kevin Sullivan's gonna get his ass whips, and Batman's just gonna do a funky dance. <laughs> you know, it was just, ugh, fucking hate these guys so much. Yep, and we hate
0: him again. Uh, they were pass, they were passable <laughs> we a couple of weeks we hate- ago. They were passable, <laughs> but now we hate him again, uh, probably even more so than ever. Unfortunately, anyway, it doesn't matter because we're not going to get to see this match. We cut back to the production room where the outsiders are pressing some buttons and causing some <laughs> uh, outages on Nitro's live broadcast, which might explain Mean and Gene's mic not working properly, uh, or at least we're going to put them dots together ourselves. We could hope, but it's definitely not that, but maybe in KFA it was then. Yeah, we're gonna we're going to pretend. Uh, Nash puts yeah. on Spielberg, quote-unquote, headset, imitating, it was actually Craig Leathers, who's um, a big... A vital cog in the WCW machine uh is attempts to stop it and then communicating with the cameraman. So <laughs> Nash is just like,
2: oh, stop it, stop
0: it. <laughs> and then what does he say to the cameraman? Ground controlled major Tom <laughs> Uh so yeah, he gets him to pan to different sections of the crowd. This match is still ongoing, by the way. This is an eight man tag team. Um well it's seven and a half man because the leprechaun's apparently a leprechaun. And he's not even in the fucking ring. No, true, he was just like circling around the ring and not on the apron. So we pan to the crowd, and then we pan to the crowd again, and then we go back to the production truck, and then we pan to the crowd again. And then Scott all says, let's look look for an NWO shirt. But obviously they're not in production yet, so we go back to the production. (laughs) It's not just production issues, it's fucking merchandising issues now. (laughs) Let's go for a fucking merchandise that we don't even have. I want to say that the Outsiders completely ruined this match, but actually they probably improved it. Um, yeah. At least Joe Gomez and Alex Wright got their Baywatch vignette, which, um, well, yeah, we're not going to see any of this match, so at least they got a little bit of TV time.
1: Yeah, the only the only move that I caught in this match was Alex Wright doing the moonsault. Oh. Uh, and it was glorious because it's Alex fucking Wright. Of Ryan. course. That was literally in like 10 seconds into the match. Yeah. Uh,
0: a couple of minutes later, security are here to take Outsiders out of, of the production truck, just as Nash is saying it's Pop Pies and Mountain Dew in their trailer and everybody's invited. Uh we go back to the ring <laughs> or out of it probably
1: What pot pies and Mountain Dew? You fucking dorks! <laughs> <laughs> Mountain Dew is more like what DX would fucking have. Yeah. You know um uh, probably uh with pills in for fucking Shawn Michaels all the time but you know oh hell. shit. Yeah Jesus I don't like Sean, that's so all fucking, but yeah. <laughs> well, I'm sorry, but it, it, if I'm going to compare right? DX were fucking der- uh, derivative of the NWO. They did the same fucking shit, the mm-hmm. same fucking thing, mm-hmm. but at least Mountain Dew would fit in their branding. It's fucking lime green. Mm. It's lime green. That, that's that's their color. Yeah. You know, I, I'd say like, you know, just a uh, uh, plain, uh, I can't remember which one it is now, which is, it says a lot about me fucking working in the supermarket, <laughs> but the, uh, the black and white monster if they said that, I'm like, yeah, fair enough. Okay, you know, I, that that seems to be on brand." Fucking Mountain Dew, and even with, even then, Monster, that wouldn't get uh, get me in. Say you got fucking beer. You're the cool guys. You drink beer. Yeah. Tell me you've got beer. Yeah. I'll come. I'll come in your trailer. Say Mountain Dew. You're like, oh, Mountain Dew, So I'll take a crab juice in fucking stead. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking quite in harmony now. <laughs>
0: <laughs> wow, brilliant. Um... <laughs> I, I, to be honest I don't even think I've ever had a Mountain Dew I, I can't remember ever I, energy drinks like be- just right, do not agree with best, me So,
1: right uh, I don't like energy drinks either but Mountain Dew is fucking rank the, be- the last image of Mountain Dew is fucking Jerry Waller trying to plug it uh, a few years ago on Raw and he said something that he's like this is this uh! so god <laughs> fucking drinking it and he's like he, he fucking hated drinking the thing <laughs> it was so fucking funny
0: yeah it can't be good uh, the only one that I go for is Lucas but I mean if you're looking NWO black and white attack uh unfortunately and you want a beer it's probably going to be a Guinness
1: yeah yeah, sounds about right. But Guinness
0: is chilled and I- relaxed. you know what I mean? You want the NWO to be like chaotic and and you know a bit of mayhem in there.
1: But then you listen to fucking Kevin Nice and Scott Hall talk, and you're like, these are chilled and relaxed guys. That's very they're true. So, yeah. They're so fucking laid back. They're cooler than the cool side of the pillow. <laughs> of course they fucking drink Guinness. Hey,
0: pop Power's back in my trailer. Everybody's invited. Like, yeah, actually. Yeah, you're probably right. Uh, Powers is uh, outside of the ring, actually. He's been thrown out, and... Teddy Long randomly comes down. I don't know what the fuck he's doing there, but anyway, he goes. He, he, he goes. I his player. It's <laughs> very true. He he goes over to Powers uh, and gives him a bit of a pep talk. And well, lo and behold, Jim Powers goes fucking like becomes the biggest star in WCW's roster. Goes absolutely apeshit on the Dungeon of Doom, mounting a massive comeback. But it ends with the Giant slowly walking to, <laughs> to the ring, delivering chalk slams all the way around and standing tall. Uh, the winners in this one. The Baywatch boys, by disqualification, 5 minutes and 29 seconds, just because the Giant came out, interfered, and twatted everybody. Post-match, if we can say post-match, it's post-segment, Gene asks if the Giant accepts Hogan's challenge for Hogwild ninety ninety six for the world title. and Giant cuts a great promo here, I've got to say. Oh, yeah, the fantastic. He was the cancer in WCW, but now WCW has come to him, asking what are we going to do about Hogan and the NWO. And Giant intensely confirms the match by saying at Sturgis we choke slam him in the middle of the ring. That's what we do. Uh brilliant. Really, really good. Right. Great promo. Mm. Babyface promo. Yeah.
1: After coming out and choke slamming all the faces. <laughs> <laughs> this show has absolutely no fucking structure, does Mm-mm. it, tonight? No. No. That made no fucking sense to me. I'd rather you just come out, you know. Um, just fucking in a, in a random match, in a random match, maybe the fucking next match, and just chalk some fucking DDP, just chalk some Prince ayakira you know, just chalk someone both. No one knows who fucking Prince Ayaka is, really, <gasps> do they? At this point, so chalk someone both, you know, stand tall, and then get a mic and cut the fucking promo. Well. Let's, Let's that that makes that makes more sense yeah. to me, but okay. What I would have done in this whatever.
0: situation is.
1: But then, then, again, no one gives a fuck about the renegade Jim Powers and fucking uh, what's his face, <laughs> uh, Joe Gomez. That's the one. Oh, it's right. Okay, sympathy, but no one really cares. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, but it's just the juxtaposition that oh yeah, I'll talk some other baby faces now on the face. Like, okay, fair enough.
0: <laughs> what I would have done here is I would have done the same thing that happened when Scott All came in. So the, the, the two combatants just basically back off out of the ring and leave. <laughs> yeah. So with these yeah. guys, that have backed off and gone, "Wow, well, fuck that, I ain't fucking standing up to that motherfucker and get counted out. If Dungeon gets a fucking win by a count out, whatever. But the fact of the matter is you're saving yourself by going, it ain't no way I'm facing that cunt. But also, it makes the giant look fucking intimidating. It still keeps it him That's at a top level for a pay-per-view match where he's going against Hollywood Hogan for the fucking world title. My point is, he could have just done that with anybody, but not the faces. Like, you
1: know, it just. If he's going to have a fiery baby face promo, which is clear clear, as day now that, you know, he's turning. He's turning good. He's becoming a good guy. Yeah. Uh, touch, touch wood, because uh, this happened uh, a few months ago and he, he was a heel after a week. <laughs> yeah. uh, you know, which is the starting point for the rest of his career, I suppose. But <laughs> But, yeah, I mean. He, 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 he could have just fucking, you know, done that to anybody. It's just the fact that he just did it to the faces. It's a, it's a, it's a small gripe. You know, I'm just being a curmudgeon at this point. But, you know, I just, you know, I I, I really am happy that this is seemingly a face turn because I think he's much better served with that. Promos like this says to me, you're a fucking face and you should be. You could be intimidating and, you know, and... Be, be the same kind of fucking wrestle in the ring and be a face, and it will get over.
0: Yeah, yeah. Let's be honest, we are a bit pissed off that it's it's our our guys like fucking Alex Wright that are getting twatted. Yeah, but they did win. I mean, so there's that. Yeah, they won straight into another match here. No interest is no nothing. DDP versus Prince Ikea. As Brian just mentioned, uh, DDP just dominates Ikea here, who's clearly being used as an enhancement talent. Uh, IK gets off a couple of springboard cross bodies nicely. To be fair, but an RKO out of nowhere. And play that damn dub music, brother. The winner in this one okay, <laughs> <laughs> is DDP via pinfall in one minute and 39 seconds.
1: Yeah, nothing to go off here. Nope. All I can say is the world owes a lot to Ayakiya, uh, you know, particularly hipsters, because this is 1996 and he's got short back and side and a top knot. <laughs> he was ahead of the curve, weren't nice. he? Nice, <laughs> good spot. Doesn't wear anything on his feet though. that That's heel heat for me, but like, I do not like wrestlers not wearing anything on their feet. Yeah, I think you've said that right. before. But, yeah bare feet. it's because it's so fucking dangerous and you can actually do more damage to your opponent and to yourselves being uh, being barefoot than if you don't if you were in normal wrestling boots yeah. you know there's absolutely no fucking cushioning to ball, there yeah you know that would that would hurt and it's just like i get for certain gimmicks like umaga you have to do that but umaga's not fucking doing springboards and fucking uh you know Enzaguris and shit like that he's not really kicking people yeah it's it's clear as day that it's going to be a part of Prince Ayaka's uh, offence yeah. it was also part of Rusev's offence which is how he broke his fucking foot ah. you know I'd I just rather you just wore normal boots you know to be honest it's not even a good look with him with Ayaka it's a good look with Amaga it was never a good look with Rusev Miro it's not a good look with Ayaka no. put some fucking boots on your mother will be ashamed of you <laughs> Leaving the house out, your shoes on, you're gonna get your
0: feet all manky. Yeah. Uh, next up, uh, to, to be honest, like two springboards. Fair play to you. I mean, you you're obviously trying to fucking impress somebody, aren't you? With bare feet and two springboards are yeah. fucking WCW ropes, but yeah. fuck me. Yeah, fucking well done. Yeah. Um I, I take back what I said. That was impressive. Video package of Ke- Kevin Sullivan and Chris Benoit's little feud, with the reminder that woman Again. is involved. Um. This is what we were saying earlier on about woman wearing white. I also noticed in this that woman was holding her stomach. And I don't know if this was supposed to be a thing. You know, like, because there is going to be a a sort of on-screen affair between Benoit and woman. And then it obviously comes out that woman and Sullivan are together and everything like that. I don't know if they were playing into that or not. I don't know if that was an avenue they were going to go down and they decided not to, but, yeah... Um, Maybe
1: she just had a bellyache and you're reading way too much into it. Maybe. Yeah, could be. Yeah, she just, need, she just needed
0: some Malcus seltzers <laughs> And here we go. Yep, you've been asking for it, folks. It's over to bodacious Brian Bradshaw and his luscious voice to give us Dean Malenko versus Chavo Guerrero Jr., the debuting Chavo Guerrero Jr., who's just had a little bit of a, uh, a video promo before the break, just to say, I'm here and I'm going to face you, Dean Malenko. And I'm a Guerrero, you know what I mean. And Chavo looks a little bit slimmer than what I remember Chavo looking like. Uh, but man, fucking, I, 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 dug this. I enjoyed it.
1: Yeah, uh, yeah. Thank you for calling my voice Luscious, by the way. Like, I've just got that, I've got that silky tone to my voice at the moment, haven't I? So I really appreciate that. Because honestly, I'm starting to think that I sound like Dot Cotton, and that's not what I want to think. <laughs> you know, I've just got an ego boost.
0: People out there, are like, who the fuck is Dot Cotton? <laughs> Inside joke. You could YouTube it, I suppose. But yeah, EastEnders. Although, having said that, EastEnders is like a BBC worldwide thing, isn't it? They get it in America everything.
1: Yeah, yeah, some some people in America might be like, oh, is this what London's really like? The mafia England?" London. I'm pretty
0: sure they do think that. I think that they think that all Brits are like EastEnders.
1: They think the craze is still alive. Fucking hell, no. <laughs> Jesus Christ.
0: Good film, by the way. Brilliant. Uh, the first one, yeah. not the second one.
1: Oh, yeah, the fucking second one's wank. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Spandau ballet
1: so- <laughs> yeah the first mo- the first movie is gold <laughs> second not so much <laughs> oh god over to you Brian the, re- the-, the reference what were we trying to avoid here <laughs> just talking shit <laughs> uh, all I can say is finally some fucking proper wrestling action yeah uh, I'm really glad. Shabo uh, has Eddie's music, but there's absolutely no mention of the relation on commentary, which I was really disappointed with. Mm. You know, obviously, Shabo says, I'm a Guerrero. What Guerrero are you? Are you Eddie's brother? Are you his son? Who knows? No one's <laughs> fucking giving us this thing. As a, someone that's new on the scene and related to a Guerrero, please tell me who this guy is. You know, it, you know, it, it, we, we all know he's his nephew, but... It's it, it it does a lot for the legacy of the Guerrero family if you just pinpoint who is who. Just saying, just saying. Oh, is one, Shaba Guerrero Sr. His dad was Shaba Guerrero. Uh, Guerrero uh, sorry, Shaba Guerrero Senior. Uh, Senior was well, his dad. There you go. Boom. I I, I do better commentary than these two boys. <laughs> yeah, the the ma- the ma- there's there's a crap for some fucking reason. And this is something that's plagued the show tonight. Is, Cut to the crowd. Cut to the crowd. Cut to the crowd. I mean that was pretty much two matches ago. Cut to the crowd for the start. <laughs> Random cut back to action as Sharbo leaps over a pro Malenko doing a lovely snappy kip up. I mean, absolutely just smooth as fuck. Malenko doing a kip up, never expected that. Sharlow yeah. cuts him off with a beautiful a beautiful head sister takedown. down. Malenko comes back swiftly with variations of gut busters and a flapjack. Charbo rallies with a slick drop kick and Malenko takes a powder. Back of the ring, Blanko hits a side twoplex and a four way slam. Attempts a superplex, but we don't see what happens because the camera cuts to fireworks for hour two as Eric chimes in on a crackly headset. <sighs> Fucking more production issues. Yeah. Uh, kind of plagues this match a little bit, to be honest with you, but. uh yeah. uh. Anyway, back to action as Shaw hits a sunset flip with a pin, but my ankle kicks out and slows the pace with a hold as more production production issues play the show with a random loud noise that sounds glowingly like the tool station falling down the stairs in Home Alone 2. I just like, <laughs> gong, 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 gong. <laughs> like even I'm I'm laughing just reading that back out, like uh, that sounded like a tool st- uh, box falling down the stairs. <laughs> uh, love that movie. Now Heenan's mic is crackly, for fuck's sake. Malenko hits a springboard lead drop as one person in the crown chants, Boring, to which I say, fuck off and go home. <laughs> Where the fuck were you dreaming, BK, Wall Street and Conan? Asshole. Anyways, the ref notices, uh, notices Malenko uses a rope for a pin, and we are two for two on that tonight, so we'll be getting improvements, Finally. Malenko applies a headlock as three people in the front row start play fighting a Man, Yes.
0: Did you see this? <laughs> and this this carries on for like the rest of the show. <laughs> yeah, F- fuck Fucking brilliant. One of them's got like a cane, like they're proper like <laughs> <Yes>! legless. <laughs>
1: <laughs> fucking brilliant. Malenco applies a lane tamer and switches into an STF. Suit uh, silky smooth transition. Fucking brilliant. Shabo does something that I've never seen before, and this is gonna be hard to really describe, to be honest with you, so I hope, I hope you can imagine it, listeners, I'm pretty sure Mark can, uh, he's trying to re- re- reverse, out of a move, that Malenko is attempting, from behind, so, you know, he's got his back, to Milenko here, he does, a reverse drop kick, in that he does it, facing away, and jumping forward, and horizontally, towards the mat, yep. so he's basically, flapjacking himself, into a drop kick, mm-hmm. absolutely fucking brilliant, never seen that before, ever, ever, and it's just like, if that's a move that he's going to get over as a reverse, fucking third player to him. I want to see more of that. Michael works over a uh or a pro on the mat with stomps as two of the guys in the front row double-team the third guy and work over his <laughs> like <laughs> This is basically a five-way dance now. Or what did WWF call them? Uh, fatal five-way. Yeah. It's, you know, it's a, it's a five-way invitation, invitation except like the two people in the ring don't fucking know <laughs> it. <laughs> uh. There's a brain buster by Milenko as Jimmy Hart runs out to give him some inspiration. Powerbomb by Milenko, who gets distracted by having a one wam with Jimmy and Charbois rallies <laughs> with a roll of attempts. I wanna call it a one wam I, I took the notes at like 4am this morning. He was having a chat with J- Jimmy Hart, basically. Charbois rallies with a roll of attempts and then a float over DDT and a missile body scissors. Uh, missile yeah. body scissors. Yeah. And it was so far away from him as well. If, if he actually hit that, that would have been sick. Malenko reverses it into the club club leaf and Charbo taps out as one of the guys in the front row gets into an argument with Jimmy. (laughs) (laughs) I mean, they were the real entertainment in this match, to be honest with you. It was a decent match, albeit not without its distractions, I suppose, and audio issues and fans being fucking nerds. But honestly, it was a really good match, what it were, you know, what we saw of it. It was really good stuff and I really want to see these two go at it more when WCW are on their fucking production game because... I, again, I can't say it enough. Played that match, really did. But yeah, good stuff. Good stuff, regardless. Yeah, uh, the,
0: the the guys in the crowd kind of threatened to uh, to take the uh, take the shine off this one, really, didn't they? The spotlight was suppo- su- supposed to be on these two guys in the ring, and then all of a sudden, the 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 skinny guys in an ankle lock with two other guys in the fucking crowd, <laughs> and you've got the fourth guy on the side who's just sort of like poking his fucking cane at somebody. Uh, they started a chant. Uh, I don't know if it was this match or it was uh, further down the line. They started a chant that said, Jimmy sucks titties.
1: Yes. Uh, yeah, it's in the next match. Is it? And then there's also um, there's a you suck and then the audio doubles it out. Right. Uh, we can only assume that they're saying, you suck dick, you suck dick, to either Aystrain or Meng or Jimmy Hart. Who fucking knows Yeah, who they were chanting it to.
0: But... I might have to hunt down, I uh, might have to look up the uh, the VHS rip to see if that one stayed in there, but uh, yeah. it did. It did threaten, and to be honest, from this point onwards in the Nitro uh, episode itself, it, it kind of threatened f- to to take the eyes off what was happening in the ring because these guys were acting the goof all the fucking time. It's, well, they probably fucking bored. They probably are, and it's I, I've got to be honest, tonight. yeah. I mean, I get what you're coming from there. Um, it, it, I mean... The issue I've got is if, if somebody's doing that persistently, then you kind of need to fucking go over when there's a segment on and say, listen, lads, if you don't fucking stop it, we're going to take you off camera side and we're going to put somebody else here. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. To keep the keep the product looking authentic. And maybe, I don't know, maybe that's a Vince McMahonism. That's that's the sort of thing he'd Probably. do, whereas Bischoff's just sort yeah. of like, nah, let it run. But this yeah. threatens, um, and I've, I've obviously I've been to UK, we've been to UK shows like PCW and stuff like that, where people can act up in that front row, uh, and you never know like what's going to happen next because there is no barrier. We should have noted that actually in this there is no barrier yeah, between the crowd. Yeah, no barrier.
1: You see fucking everything. Yeah.
0: yeah. Uh, to a point where you know um, Eddie Guerrero's wrestling later on and and you know he he goes over the top rope. Or he goes through the rope, sorry, and you know he ends up literally going to the said fans. He ends up rolling that far over, and they can you know they can tap him on the shoulder and everything like that while they're sat in their yeah. seats because there's no barrier. Like, oh, we're getting involved in another match. Oh, yeah. Come on, lads, let's get in the ring. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I, I quite dug this match. Uh, it didn't. It did. Yeah. It didn't get a rating from uh, Mister Meltzer, unfortunately. But I thought it were all I right assume. for a yeah for a yeah. debut match for Chavo as well.
1: Yeah, I mean, it's what you could call glorified squash match. Mm. You know, because it most of the offense was from Malenko. Charlo yeah. got a few bits in, but you know, everything he did looked great. So yeah I, I mean i really want to see these two at it in, with uh, more time and less issues please <laughs> yes
0: <laughs> uh we did obviously switch over to the, f- the second hour here the fireworks went off and everything like that obviously eric bischoff and brain as you said with a little bit of uh mark issue again when it comes to the end of the match, they're actually running down the outsiders and Hulk Hogan, uh, Eric Malphinoff, because they are 50 feet in the air. Uh, that's what he said, because Brain said, well, what are they going to do next? Are they going to turn our volume down? Are they going to come up here? Are they going to kick our ass? Are they Are going to turn the table over? What are they going to do? And Bischoff just says, well, we are like 40 or 50 feet in the air, so it doesn't really matter. So <laughs> to hear him you know, to people after saying that, it was kind of like, yeah, you, you, you're doing it because you know, you know that they're not going to fucking come up and get you. Yeah, little shit.
1: <laughs> you never fucking know, he might come out in a crane like,
0: we've got you, Eric! Oh, I'd <laughs> love to see it. Uh, pa- Jack knife on the top of the crane. <laughs> 18 feet was nothing at Great American Bash. You fucking feel <laughs> that one. Ice <laughs> Train versus Meng next. Uh, Jimmy Hart obviously coming out with Meng because he's still part of, the du- part of the Dungeon of Doom, which is very unfortunate. Um,
1: fucking hell, Jimmy Hart must be getting his 10,000 steps here tonight. Yeah, he have yeah. been out of fucking walls.
0: Uh, did you see Conrad Thompson's tweet this week? So he retweeted somebody and gave an answer to something about Haku. No, no. Okay. Um, so somebody tweeted him and said, "Okay, New Jack versus Haku in a, uh, in a fight. Who's going to win?" And Conrad tweeted, "The answer is always Haku." Yeah, that says exactly. a lot, doesn't it? Because we yeah. know New Jack is a crazy motherfucker.
1: He stabbed people, so yeah,
0: and he could stab me. Stab... And it's not, it's not it... doing anything. He tried to stab Meng and the fucking knife will break. <laughs> uh, I can't lie, I didn't write much about this, but not for a bad reason. I actually really got into it. Uh, it
1: was a decent match. It was just a basic cost
0: battle. Yeah. You you, you expect to every week's like this to put on a slow contest. Because, I mean, both of them have got to be, you know, touching you know, or maybe even over 300. Ice Train's got to be over 300. Meng maybe just under. Um, so I was expecting it to be slow and sluggish. But, Fuck me! There's a there's there's like multiple points in this where they both bounce off the ropes, and it's almost as if the ring doesn't know what to do. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, plenty of power moves and massive chop strikes and clotheslines. Train's still showing a bit of greenery, but with uh, a bit more character development, I honestly thought that he could be just one hell of a competitor, like up there. Uh, literally. Bobby Heenan was saying that about him in this match. He's saying he's
1: still a bit green, but he's got all the potential, and he could be one of the best competitors in WCW. I didn't That's what hear Bobby that. Heenan's... Yeah, Bobby Heenan actually says wow. that about you. Just quoted Bobby Heenan
0: without quoting Bobby Heenan. Fucking hell, no! I didn't. I genuinely didn't hear that. Um, but I did. I got quite engrossed into this match. I don't know why. I just, I just really liked because it because it's ho- because it's a horse battle. Yeah,
1: and horse battles are all, all, almost always interesting. You know, I mean, uh, back in two thousand. 2013 i think uh, was the uh hall of pain uh run of uh, mark henry and he had several matches with big shot and they were all fucking stellar yeah so you know i mean the, it, it goes to show like you can put two big guys who have limitations don't get me wrong you know they they, they can only do so much and they still had to play up being being big guys but the fact that they're playing up as big guys to the point that even someone their size can't push them over like it does actually make it interesting i mean they spend astra and uh, meng spend several minutes in this match just running into each other trying to put get each other off the feet and they're always like no mate not gonna happen and you think like oh yeah a couple of minutes of that that's boring it's not it's not boring because you you've seen intent from them you've seen intent from them and they're actually you know they're giving it a try, it doesn't work, they try something else, try coming back to it after the weakened opponent, still doesn't work, do something else. Good stuff. Real good psychology. Uh, By the way, um, about the um, you suck uh, chance, Mm -hmm. I I completely forgot about this, but there's a guy in the front row, it was a guy with a moustache, and at one point, when uh, Ice is trying to scoop slam, he actually does a blowjob motion with his mouth. (sighs) Yeah. So you can, we can we can put this case uh, to bed. They definitely were shouting, "You suck, dick," or <laughs> "cock."
0: Jesus Christ!
1: I think it might have been more PT. You suck, Willies. You know, it could be any, any variation. They were definitely alluding to one, both, or all three people out, all, all four people just say outside um, in the ring or outside the ring
0: to being gay. Yeah, at Disney.
1: At fucking Disney, yeah!
0: <laughs> you are letting them into Disney and they're going to do stuff like that. Brilliant. Okay, yeah, let's do that. Uh, live TV, folks. Fucking hell. So Scott Norton is out when these two are on the outside and he goes straight from Meng. Uh, he then goes around to the camera after this is ended um, and says that Train doesn't have to worry about anything because he's going to be on his side. He's going to have his back because he wants no excuses at Hog Wild 1996 when they face off against each other. Um, Again,
1: that's really good story building. Yeah,
0: that. yeah, this one made sense,
1: didn't it? I, I, w- I wish more people did that instead of fucking even even heels like you know, just people that are are all of his size, I suppose. Not fucking people like I don't know, fucking any anybody vanilla midge is what Kevin. <laughs> mean, uh, Kevin <laughs> Kevin Nash would call him, but, uh, <laughs> you know, like any it. fucking villain, you know, Seth, Seth Rollins and Rey Mysterio, let's go with them too. Like, if Seth Rollins spent most of his time just fucking attacking Rey Mysterio and saying, I want you at your strongest, you know, not, not saying I want you at your strongest, just saying I'm going to fucking beat you at the pay-per-view, I'm just going to beat your ass with hand, that's just going to make him look fucking weak. It doesn't make him look strong, it makes him look weak. But he's also bullying someone that's a little bit smaller than him or, uh, as well. It's like, but if he just came out to protect Rey Mysterio at every instance because he wanted him at his best... That makes sense. It's got, I think he, he pulls it off. But someone that's fucking big as Scott Norton doesn't need to do that anyway. Yeah. So it makes complete sense that he would protect High Strain and mm-hmm. make sure that he's at his best because he knows he's fucking better and he's gonna beat him at his full at his full strength. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. I love
1: it. It's pretty good. Uh, this... And that and that match has potential
0: to be a real good match as well. I, I'm hopeful. I am hopeful. It has potential. in the way this is going at this moment in time. Uh, so yeah, the, the winner in that one's Meng by DQ, obviously, because Norton's come out and interfered at six minutes and twenty seconds. Next, ah, wait Oh yeah, Meng. Yeah, Meng. Yeah, yeah. The Meng, didn't yeah. he yeah. Meng, um, Yeah. Next up, video package for Hogan. Seal turn, as you were saying. The last time we did a recording, we're, we're still plugging away at the uh, at the video package from Bash at the Beach, forcing it down people's so throats. Obviously, we're adding what he said at the last promo, at uh, the last Nitro, as well, uh, besmirching the WCW roster, calling them skinny and. I mean that's proper Jim that dickhead taught that in it like you're oh you're a skinny little cunt, you know, that sort of thing. Hogan's Yeah. So it's a skinny what was it, skinny macho, uh, and a crybaby sting. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, we're still using the the kid friendly terms. And next up, once again, I'm gonna hand over to Bordacious one for Eddie Guerrero versus Psychosis in this one. And what I am gonna say, just before I sign off on this one, is um as Eddie's coming out and he says this is this is the MGM. I don't even think about turning the channel. Uh, and I was just like, yeah, I fucking love you, Eddie. <laughs> yeah, and... <laughs> he knows, and, he, believes in, he believes in himself. He believes his own
1: well, I, ability. I was going to bring that up, not because of what he said. It's the fact that fucking the caption's got it as well. Mm. That never happens. Mm. There's always wrestlers fucking talking to the camera. And yet, of course, sometimes there's comedy talking over it, yeah. and even when they're not. The, the the subtitles don't pick it up the captions don't pick it up and for once they actually pick it what the same to the camera up, yeah yeah which i thought was really really cool of course really unique and they don't have to do that every week but when it matters they'll fucking do it yeah and that makes sense it, you know i love it it love mattered you.
0: It. it mattered to you definitely thank you I loved it. yeah 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 so over to you brian so- for the for the second one
1: oh yes oh yes right it's the usual fast-paced affair, and it's everything you expect from these two. Trading takedowns and submissions to start usual stuff. Psychosis misses a high turnbuckle attack and goes ass-first into the top rope, and I really fucking thought he might have done a, uh, an x pack here and fucking split his anus with the way he ricocheted against <laughs> the fucking top uh, uh, turnbuckle. It was so fucking nasty. Mm. But he, get, he gets back up. You know, no problem. He's, he's unhurt. He's, thankfully. Thankfully. Uh, Fast rope action. It's hard to keep up with every move, but Psychosis is knocked outside. Flying crossbody by Eddie to the outside. Always beautiful. Every single time. Yep. just love it. Even when he misses, it, will, it and it, he has gnarly fucking ends and all that. For some reason, still looks beautiful. Stoke's side two, blacks by Eddie for, uh, for two. Eddie goes for it again, but Psychosis escapes and hits an n to the back of the head, which really fucking sore. Missile spinning wheel kick off the top by Psychosis. So- uh, yes, Missile spinning wheel kick. <laughs> it was just beautiful. Heenan puts it over in massively, saying he did the spin to confuse Eddie, yeah. who didn't know where to turn. As a result, yep. just perfect. All the way. Commentators explain the reasoning behind certain moves like that. It needs to happen more. That's you it. No fucking if he does. Take notes, new raw commentator guy, fucking <laughs> Adnan Vicks or whatever you're fucking called. Yeah,
0: you standard, you standard when you got to the top rope. Is usually you think you think like a splash or a crossbody, don't you're an axe handle. They're sort of things yeah. that you can sort of maneuver. But the fact that he shifted his weight, turned himself around, and then yeah, just brains bang on the money here. He 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 adds even more to the actual move, and it's really yes. good.
1: Yeah, really elevates a high high risk maneuver. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Psych- psychosis it's a torpe suicida sorry I'm all about exact that Scalab is commentary at the moment so I couldn't say suicide dive I had to say torpe suicida <laughs> fucking AW Mark yeah I, I know <laughs> it's never gonna get old that fucking says you <laughs> <laughs> his name's literally Mark come on that's true I've always had that problem <laughs> fucking Mark what <laughs> He did not say psychosis, god, Eddie with one of his horns. <laughs> <laughs> as a result of the dive, it's like as funny as commentary gets tonight, to be honest with you. Top rope leg dropped by psychosis and I have to say, I fucking hate that move so much. I really do. The reason being is because there's no way you can't make that hurt yourself. No. You know, There's no way you can protect yourself. You're going to land on your fucking tailbone yeah. and I've fallen on my tailbone and that is fucking nasty. Yeah. It's like, don't do that guys. I fucking hate it. Matt Hardy's still doing that. <sighs> Matt Hardy fucking shattered his tailbone and he's still doing that. <laughs> you fucking idiot. Victory at all attempts by Eddie, but Psychosis scrambles a kick out. Move of the max and possibly the short overall here as Eddie attempts a Mexican surfboard stretch, but Psychosis leaps out onto his feet, dragging Eddie up with him, who seamlessly lands a head scissor takedown yes. out of the air. It's so fucking incredible. Oh, I just broke. <laughs> Tilted wall backbreaker by Eddie for two. A second is reversed into a slow hurricane Rana, but Eddie pushes his way out of a pinning position. Mm. Powerbomb by Psychosis, to which Eric solemnly says, Powerbomb. <laughs> yeah. He then pauses, and then follows up with a slight tone of glee. I can tell you from experience that hurts. Yeah. <laughs> Clearly fucking marking out that the big wrestler powerbombed in two months ago, you fucking nerd. <laughs> 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 I got a move tape done on me. Can you say that, Heenan? <laughs> you know, fucking grow up court screen moonsault by psychosis for another close goal Eddie manages to reverse a turnbuckle move I don't know what he was actually trying to do so I I didn't like that and he goes up for the frog splash Eddie Guerrero wins in a fun contest albeit not as good as previous iterations but it was by and far away the match of the night yes it was so you know real good stuff again uh, and no fucking issues with the audio or uh, cutting to the fans or right like that they just focused on the match and it was finally what we fucking needed all night yeah definitely and it happened and in the right match I should say as
0: well yeah oh totally this is the one to 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 well yeah get excited about eight minutes it finished in uh, three and a half stars from Meltzer um, I loved it again I just I love anything that psychosis is in to be perfectly honest when you're him with Eddie Guerrero it's only gonna be gold uh, see, I'd like see, to see, see him build on this one
1: yeah but honestly the more you say psychosis it's like you're having the same issues as what I had in that match where I nearly called him psychosis <laughs> yeah <laughs> You can imagine if imagine Psycho Sid and Psycho Sid had a match and Michael Cole were calling it. His fucking head would next Oh, yeah. Or oh, JR, JR. Fucking hell, he'd get confused. Psycho Sid, uh, power bombs,
0: Psycho Sid there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, I think you described that perfectly well, to be honest. It was a, a, fun, a fun contest uh, and really good. I think if you get these guys on pay-per-view, honestly, it's going to be fucking mayhem. It's yeah, going to be was- so
1: good. I- and they'll, and they'll probably they'll probably do more
0: probably will yeah you know? uh, and as crazy as it sounds as well after give it, being given 8 minutes you know they probably get a little bit more time as well so uh, yeah. I look forward to the potential of that happening I'm pretty sure it does but I look forward to it happening again brilliant stuff really 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 fucking good and a bang on job there from Bordace One, Brian Bradshaw he's, he's knocked it out of the park in that one um and finally, we're gonna and, we're gonna wrap up this uh, and
1: the bare roof of this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we're gonna wrap up just slipping in those sports references. That I don't understand.
0: <laughs> wrap up this podcast with the main event here: six man tag team match of the Four Horsemen, which is Arne Anderson, Chris Benoit, and Steve McMichael, with Deborah McMichael, Miss Elizabeth, and Woman uh,
1: versus uh, John Bishop. John Bishop. Have you seen Stings? Her. Yeah, yeah. He looks have, fucking yeah. like John Bishop. <laughs>
0: Minus the horrible accent.
1: Mate, fucking Sting's a funnier person than John Bishop.
0: I'm okay with that, yeah. The only funny thing that John Bishop (laughs) did was that penalty. That was it. (laughs) (laughs) He he, he blindfolded (laughs) and he missed it completely. Yeah. Yeah,
1: yeah. I remember that. Thank you. you. Love it.
0: (laughs) So, yeah, John Bishop, Lex Luger and Randy Savage uh, are going to take on the Orchman.
1: And Randy Savage, he's dressed in what can only be described as the opening credits of said by the bell. <laughs>
0: Did you see that outfit? Yeah, uh, somewhere down the, the line. All the colours and patterns. Somewhere down the line here I just said, a floral macho man. I'm sure I have. I, I remember uh, writing it. Uh, I
1: have actually wrote some lyrics down to try and do a macho voice impression here and I don't think I've got the fucking energy. <coughs> <laughs> when you wake up in the morning and the lung is at the one and I don't think get on time. <laughs> <laughs> it's all right, because I'm saved by the bill. Mm, yeah. <laughs> Still a bit croaky, but that was the best savage impression I've done in a while. A limo's
0: outside again, a white limo, uh, and we're all speculating about who it's going to be. Owen thinks it's going to be Ric Flair, so he goes in and he knocks on the window, and he's trying to look in, but he can't see into it. Uh, it seems like it isn't Flair, and Flair's not going to come out with the horseman. Owen throws his shirt at Sting as we get in the ring. Uh, obviously, the guys have, have come in now. Horseman came out first, and and... and John Bishop came out second. And yes, we're in the ring and we're ready to go. Arn throws his shirt at Sting. He shoves him and Sting goes off on him and Benoit. And it quickly breaks down with the horseman beating Sting down to give Arn, and then Benoit the uh, advantage. Quick tags.
1: Oh my God. Did you see this uh, when Benoit came in? Sting beats him down a little bit and Benoit tries to get a leverage by grabbing not the back of Sting's tights, but the fucking front. Oof. On all, all, all sc- I, I literally to a screen, uh, screen. Chris, no, <laughs> like you know, we nearly had a peek at Sting's cock.
0: No, I'm, I'm not
1: getting it w- on the WWE network on Peacock. <laughs> <laughs> peacock Oh dear.
0: Yeah. Uh, that would have yeah, been fitting, f- wouldn't it?
1: Yeah. Okay, now we nearly saw a little stinger. <laughs>
0: <laughs> don't call it that. That was there with the kids. Come I, on. I
1: don't. I really don't want to see the little stinger splash. Thank you. <laughs>
0: it's just ruining my oh, childhood oh, here what the fuck <laughs> honestly Hopefully he
1: doesn't do a little scorpion death walk in the ring <laughs> oh my god what am I doing
0: <laughs> I don't know dude I really fucking don't uh, oh, moving no. swiftly along quick tag see Mongo in as the crowd gets uh, really vocal uh, more vocal than they have been all night to be fair Brain spends much of his time while Mongo is in the ring actually putting Mongo over as Brian mentioned earlier uh, and we get another shot of the limo with nothing happening actually, uh, and Benoit yeah, and comes we, in, and,
1: again. We and we don't see that limo again. No,
0: we don't. No, and we don't see who so, comes out of it either. Uh, yeah, pointless prop. Yeah, <laughs> a floral savage spits at Benoit to get a huge pop, but it doesn't give Sting much in the way of a, a chance of a comeback. Iron is in now with a snapmer and a kick, and finally Sting builds a comeback. Uh, he reaches out for the tag, but Arne gets an ankle lock and tags out. And again, it's the Horseman who are in the driving seat in this one as Sting continues to take the punishment finally a sleeper from Sting as comes off the ropes is reversed by Arn, and he gets a sleeper on by himself uh, a side slam from Sting sends them both down and slowly but surely Sting gets that final tag uh, or that tag to Lex who clears house of the horseman yeah. slamming Mongo down without Mongo knowing much about it to be fair he just sort of just picks him up and just fucking slams him down you're in ain't, you ain't my ring <laughs> Yeah it, it breaks down As all six get in the ring now Woman and Deborah End up squabbling Over the briefcase Of money Because uh, Deborah's about to Give it to Mongo I believe uh, But Macho comes in And just completely Yanks it out of their hands uh, Elizabeth's completely Fucking dumb one of you uh, yeah, Can I'm we pa- finally Put this fucking story To bed Macho's got his yes. money back
1: Yes Please and the pop from the crowd. Yes. Fucking hell. Loudest pop of the night. Probably one of the loudest pops I've heard on Nitro in general. Yeah. And that's with 450 people in an outdoor stadium. Like, barely caught the
0: stadium, but... No. Yeah,
1: fucking absolutely massive pop. Which says to me, that you know, what they were doing, at least it got fucking over with someone and we finally had a payoff. Yeah,
0: <laughs> payoff, but. Uh, Macho <laughs> uses it on Benoit across the back And it's a pinfall for Lex uh, I'm pretty sure the referee sees this as well But he do not give a fuck yeah. He's like, I'm WCW for life uh, And he counts the three count l- The winner, Lex and Core Via pinfall, 7 minutes and 38 seconds uh, Gene <laughs> is in Yeah, for match I, Yeah, I thought so I thought I think the fact And I don't like it when it, everything breaks down so often But it broke it down in the at right all. places At the right times
1: Yeah, and it, and it it made sense and it worked because like we've seen these guys go at it so many times and there's been so many matches that are broken down into nonsense as well. And it it just seems to get a little bit messy and it never had a finish. It just never had a finish. The fact this match had a finish helped the fact that the breakdowns, you know, it helped the breakdowns in the match. Yeah. 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 You know, well, yeah, really fun match. I really enjoyed it. Last
0: bit. Now, Gene is in post-match, uh, and he's having the women throw their underwear at him. Not woman, yeah. women. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, he don't ma- throw
1: that. not throw underwear in the ring. It's <laughs> undignified. And Macho just comes on really? and says,
0: "Yes, it's fine."
1: Fucking, <laughs> <laughs> okay. who are you kidding, Gene? You were enjoying that. He's loving every second of it. Well, you've probably pocketed one, your fucking old pro Yeah.
0: Um, <laughs> the end of the Macho Money storyline. Absolutely fucking not, because Sting stood there with the fucking briefcase in his hand. How the fuck Sting oh. got hold of that? Macho used it as a fucking weapon and Sting's got hold of it so Sting's going to run off over and now we're going to go six months with Sting with Macho's fucking money.
1: Hey, he's got to pay for all that he get-up when he comes back as the uh, cross Sting. That's how he did it. He, pay- he used Macho's money and that's why Savage joined the NWO.
0: Ah. It's, mm. Yeah, storytelling 101. There we go. Sting says that while Luger was beat down last week he's not feeling down now. Uh, he's just feeling mean. He says he knows when their birthdays are, the outsiders, uh, and that those two Leos are in for a bad day at Sturgis at Road Wild when it's Lex and Sting taking on the Outsiders Luger says they've been uh, they've pushed the wrong buttons and that he's actually losing it and boy <laughs> did he lose it but fuck me he cut a better promo than he ever has in his entire life here uh, I didn't even know what he said but fuck me it was good
1: yeah it was really good, really convincing but What I would have to say he called Sturgis 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 <laughs> And Macho Bashor. <laughs> Bashor. Welcome to Bashor at the Beach. Like, what the fuck? <laughs> you don't even sound like Macho, you fucking idiot.
0: No, man. I'm
1: pissed now. <laughs>
0: I know. He, I mean, sorry, he got sorry. carried away, I, didn't
1: he? Yeah, and I just got carried away. I'm just quoting Lex Luger. <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed now. I'm pissed now. GAH! I'm pissed now. I love that promo. <laughs>
0: Macho says Sorry. the army, the navy, and the militia won't stop them from kicking their heads in. That's basically it. He didn't say kicking their heads in. That's predominantly a, a British term, although I'm pretty sure a couple of Russians have said it as well. Uh, damn, man. This was this was intense and not from Sting for a change.
1: Fucking hell, I know. Seriously, he's cutting it right to the fucking camera as well. Yeah. You know, he's against the ropes. He's like slouched a little bit and he's screaming at the camera. And when he just says, "save the day... Don't be late, sucker. Sucker. Like, uh, sucker. Yeah. Fucking amazing promo. And his eyes are bulging out his head. Yes. You know, it kind of looks like one of them toys where you know if you just squeeze his stomach, the eyes just ping out. <laughs> you know, he looked like he looked a bit like one of them. Yeah. Was... Jesus Christ! All this talk of him being unhinged and all that—he's never been more sc- more scary than this.
0: Yeah. And he's apparently better now. He's better. He's seen a psychologist. Oh yeah. So, we go off the air with not knowing who was in the limo, as we were saying, and uh, we've wrapped it up. The rating... Gene
1: wrapped it up as well, Yes, he did. by the
0: way. We'll see you next week. Which was really, really different. Mm. Rating 2.6 to Rolls 2.2, 2. and obviously, we want to get your rating on this one, Brian.
1: Uh, Well, I've actually got some bad news for you. <laughs> you I've decided one. to retire the, the, the rating system. Ooh. Yeah, there's a reason why. Because we're watching this week for week, and it's so different difference in quality from week to week as well it just seems like oh yeah yeah uh they, they, uh i'm struggling to give ratings to this you know i want to give it a two but it weren't good enough, or you know or i can't uh, i have to give it an extra 0.5 for because of this promo even though it was shit and, and all that it was just kind of like it was getting so convoluted and so harder to rate them and it, at this point the numbers mean nothing They mean absolutely nothing. I'm just going to say whether it was a bad show, a good show, a great show. Yeah, because you get. You can make your own ratings and apply them to that. But to me, I'm finding it so hard to fucking keep up. And at some point, I'm just going to give a rating to one show and the same rating to another show, and they're going to be different in quality. Yeah. And I'm not realizing it. So it's really fucking hard to keep up. I will say, not a good show Mm -hmm. for the first half, better for the second half. Mm. Uh, You know, uh, bang average. Fair enough. Bank average. Fair as enough. Simple as that.
0: Um,
1: and but it kept it kept the pace as well. There were very few pauses in this ma- in this uh, in this whole show for me. Yeah,
0: just just Chris Benoit's and, promo where he just sort of pauses for five it. seconds and says, "Yeah,
1: yeah. And and, I, and, I, and, I, and I, well, I'm on about pauses. Me pausing it. Oh, I see. You know, right. Okay. And I have got it all done
0: in one sitting as well. So yeah, which is fucking rare for me. Hey, with them Cruiser 8 matches, you've done fucking well there as well. Yeah. Jesus. Well. On the other station Mankind defeated Freddie, Joe, Floyd via submission with the Manable Claw Goldust defeated Barry Horowitz with the curtain call uh, during the bout Brian Pillman did guest commentary uh, Mike Merrow with Serbel defeated the Goon with a leg drop over the top rope into the ring and Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson defeated the Smoking Guns with Sonny via disqualification for the WWF Tag Team Championships and that is it. That is what a weird tag team. Shawn Michaels and Ahmed. Johnson. I was thinking that, yeah. I was thinking that. I know they were
1: pushing Ahmed Johnson qu- quite big at this time, but Shawn Michaels and Ahmed Johnson for the tag titles? Yeah,
0: bizarre. But uh,
1: even WWE Universe mode wouldn't come up with something like
0: that. <laughs> I think it's like you said, though. With, with with certain things that are happening in the wrestling world at this moment in time, like they're just throwing tag teams together who just should be singles combatants, but then. I suppose in that era, like you said, you're trying to get Ahmed Johnson a bit of rub. So, Shawn Michaels is probably the one to go for, especially if it's heel rub.
1: I I could probably guarantee that Ahmed Johnson did more fucking work in that match as well.
0: Probably. I'm not sure Shawn knew where he were.
1: Yeah. (laughs) Shawn Michaels was looking uh, looking into the future in 1988 where he can smoke crack on his couch instead of uh, in the locker room. So. (laughs) I'm really going hard on Sean tonight. Well, I, 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 I don't like him as a person, really, you know. But he, he was he wasn't a phenomenal, phenomenal wrestler when he actually could wrestle, you know. So, but,
0: yeah. There we go and at some point he's going to be shagging Sonny and telling her to redo her lipstick while he's boning her from behind while he watches her in the mirror anyway that actually happened you can look that one up Um, that's it for another episode of the Nitrogen podcast just give us a follow at Nitrogencast on all the social media networks you can find us on every single podcast network that I know of and that Brian knows of because you know we're major players in the podcast world now so yeah you can find us anywhere and I'm going to sign off with Brian he's just going to do the save by the bell in the macho voice
2: it's alright, cause I'm sick of the bill. Ooh,
0: yeah!